So much of me that's stirred, not as a pastor, but as your son. I want to be ready, Lord. I don't want to be distracted. I don't want to be uh, sitting in the floor of my house playing with bubble wrap when the gift is ever before me. I don't want to be deceived, Lord. I just pray that you would quicken us by your Holy Spirit. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to believe. Open up your scripture to us, Lord. Let this world dim in our eyes and let your word and your uh, prophetic events become brighter and more vivid. Lord, help us to be altogether yours. No hidden places, no dark places, no rebellious corners or locked closets. Let us walk before you in, in purity, sanctified uh, from this world, consecrated unto you that we would not be surprised at your appearing or ashamed, but that we would be ready. In Jesus' name, amen. There has been and is currently a systematic dismantling of through media, television, radio, social media, Basic norms of our everyday life, like morality and common sense and sanity, but there's also a dismantling of subtle things. Like, if if Satan is the divine archangel that God says, and he rules the principalities and powers of the air, and their opposition to you as a believer is systematic and strategic then he knows he must create mannerisms, uh, ideologies, practices, idiosyncrasies that will allow you to be deceived or not ready. Have you noticed in the last 15, 20 years how uh, the availability of media, as, as you know, how we used to log on with... Dun, 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 uh, 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 and you'd wait for your 386 SX to power up and you can go get coffee. You can drive to McDonald's, get you something to eat, come back and it's booting up. And now if our fiber optic download takes longer than 10 or 12 seconds or five seconds, click to the next thing. Do you think that's just happened Or is the principalities and powers that are opposing God so aware of his promises that in their planning and opposition to the believer, they said, if I can create a natural impatience, it'll carry over and become a spiritual impatience. Because see, we don't want to waste any time looking for God and him not coming. That's wasted time. That's waiting. That's, that's futile. That's unpleasant. I will not accept it. See, as, as simple as this sounds, it's also very profound that that's one of the reasons Christians aren't looking because it's, we feel like it's wasted. Because everything else in our life, if it doesn't just show up, we push it aside. The Bible says that we're not ignorant of the devil's devices. And I think this 
fanning the fire of impatience with anything is a spiritual attack hidden in natural disguises. He, we've already discussed that the purpose of the rapture is to bring, Jesus said, to bring us unto himself. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I'm going to come again and receive you unto myself because where I am, I want you to be. This promise is about him bringing us to himself. It's not only to bring us, but to change us. It said, in the twinkling of an eye, at the sound of the last trump, the trumpet shall sound, the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall all be changed. For this corruption must put on incorruption, and this mortality must put on immortality, which means this fleshly, flawed, limited physical body must be glorified. He's coming not just to bring us to himself, but to change us. Oh, I'm looking forward to the change. I done told him, you know, when he glorifies this, I said, you don't need to keep none of these parts. We'll start over with some new ones. Anybody else over 50 know what I'm talking about? You ain't got to save nothing. If it don't hurt, it don't work. Just, you know, but we're going to be changed. This corruption is going to put on incorruption and this mortality is going to put on immortality. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that death is swallowed up in victory. And the believer will be able to look at death and say, oh, death, where is thy sting? My deceased father standing right beside me. Where's your sting? That lady that never got to see her baby that didn't make it through from her womb to this world, she'll be holding them or standing beside them in the next knowing them. Say, where You kicked me in the face. Where's your power now? He's going to change us and he's going to deliver us. The Bible says in Romans 8 that I reckon that the sufferings of this present world are not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. For we know that everything that's been created groans and travails in pain until now. And not only they, but we ourselves also, we who have the first fruits of the Spirit, we groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption. I'm unpacking more and more to my children as they ask questions about what adoption is. They're asking me about their birth mother. And, uh, you know, one we knew very well and the other we met the day Elisha was born. And 10 minutes later, she handed us the boy we haven't seen or heard. And I'm, I'm trying to explain to them. And I, I want to, and it's our choice, not saying you have to do it this way, but it was our choice to articulate all of it, to tell them everything. And I tell the girls, oh, your mama wanted so much for you to have the best home. And me and your mama told them, we will spend our lives loving them and raising them. And I explained to them, I have the joy. And those of us that are adoptive parents know what this is like. Uh, no offense to all of y'all that had it naturally, had your babies naturally. Uh, you can have a baby by accident, but you can't adopt by accident. Some of y'all said, I know, I named my little girl Tate. So when she grew up, we call her mistake because it wasn't no plan to have that baby. The Bible says that we as believers groan. There's a, there's a, like, you know how when your stomach growls, you go, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. There, there, there's no, you can't hide a believer that longs to get out of here. Oh, that shows uh, mental and emotional instability. 
No, turn on your television. That's mental and emotional instability. And God don't get me started on music. It's mental illness set to music. Modern day songs today. You take mental illness scribbled on a wall and put it to music. We groan to be clothed with immortality and adoption, the full measure. I remember in the room with the judge at Olivia and Isabel's adoption, and I said, it's like the Lord allowed me and gave me the, 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 the sense to ask it. I said, judge, it was judge self. I said, I'm asking more for my wife than me, but I wanted her to hear you say, is there anything that we can do today or later that will make them any more ours than they are this very moment? And he said, nope. The adoption was complete. And see, for the believer, I'm not just a bride. I'm a son and a daughter. I'm a friend. I'm a servant. I'm a minister. You see, I'm all of those things. And I want to... See, I know now, beloved, now are we the sons of God. I know. But I want it to be in its fullness. I want to be able to look upon him who was pierced for me. I want to see him. I want to touch him. I want to be touched by him. I want to stand in the glow of his, the, of his resplendent glory. And that glory is going to be so bright that there won't be need of a son in the millennial kingdom. It doesn't say the sun will be removed. It says you won't have need of it. So that means to tell me that if it's still in its place, the glory from Jerusalem will be so great that you won't need it. It's going to light the world up. The purpose of the rapture is to bring us unto himself, to change us, to deliver us from our bodies, to deliver us from our frailty. Do you, do you understand how powerful this culmination for the church is going to be is that in that moment when he comes and the trump of God goes off and the dead in Christ rise first, then we which are alive and remain are going to be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. That's not just speaking to, to the address of where we'll be living. It means that the capacity to sin and fail him will be forever removed from me. How can you say that? Because if I'm given longer than two weeks, I'm going to sin or fail against him or fall short. And he said, so shall I ever be with the Lord. So the desire of our truest self will be realized at the coming of the Lord. The knowledge of good and evil the choosing between, I believe, will be purged from us and we will be forever in union, completely blended with him. It's not just change of address. It's change of mind, body, soul, spirit, everything. The promise of the rapture is absolute and it is scheduled. <laughs> it is scheduled. It is unhindered. It is opposed, but it is unhindered. And it is, it is a divine, there will be a divine surge of power. How much power does it take to raise one person from the dead? And how much power is it going to take? 
take to raise everybody that's ever died in Christ to get up out of the ground at one time. There's going to be a pulse of glory so strong that the decomposed body, and I'm trying to be graphic to let you see the, 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 the power, the measured power or immeasurable power of God. When a body decomposes, let's say from hundreds of years ago, and even now with the, the, uh, the, not just embalming, but the concrete around it, but let's just say the ones they threw in the ground and covered them over. And so then the worms eat them and the worms digest them and then the worms excrete them and it goes into the ground and nutrients provide growth for other things. So they're gone, gone. The people that were blown apart in nuclear uh, explosions, all the pieces, the people that died at sea and different fish ate them and took them to different parts of the sea. Everything that was them comes back together in one moment and they rise and then they're changed. Man, that's power. That's divine power. It's scoffed at today. It's ignored. It's disbelieved and it is opposed, yet it remains unhindered. And it is imminent. And I, I leave room for people to disagree with me here. Uh, you know, some believe that we're going to, uh, Christ is coming before the great tribulation, which is the time of God's wrath. Some believe in the middle of the tribulation. Uh, some believe after the tribulation. But in Paul's writing, it's crystal clear that they thought they had missed the rapture because they were in such persecution. Their children were being fed to lions. They were being thrust through with swords. They were being pulled in half for their faith. And they thought they were in the tribulation. So Paul said that day, the day of the Lord, the day of this horrible vengeance cannot happen unless there's a falling away first and the son of, uh, the, 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 uh, son of sin, the Antichrist is revealed, who now is hindered Till he which is taken out, uh, he that hinders is taken out of the way. The church. Until the church is taken out of the way, those things can't happen. Remember that the understanding of the day of the Lord did not include the rapture until Paul explained what it was. Jesus talked about coming for his children, but the day of the Lord was just the seven-year period of his wrath with great wrath at the three-and-a-half-year mark. And Paul's very clear uh, he said, you know, that it can't come the day of the Lord. The wrath can't come until Antichrist is revealed and until the ones that hinder are removed. I heard one person say, well, that's the Holy Spirit. No, the Holy Spirit isn't removed from the earth because if that were the case, there'd be no believers during the tribulation. And some refuse to take the mark of the beast. They will not worship and they come to faith, but they pay with their lives. The difference between those of us that are waiting on the rapture of the church and those that suffer in the great tribulation is they will have to physically die for their faith. We die daily for our faith. No one gets out of it without dying and we could still be marked. And don't think for a minute, you say, well, that's just an escape mentality. Uh, people are dying for their faith every day all over the world. And they're persecuted and maligned. And you're going to see it more and more if Jesus tarries in the West. And you can cloak it under, you know, I'm a terrorist or I'm a, uh, you know, hate monger or a big, whatever you want. But at the root core, 
of the vast majority of it, it is those that believe in Christ, the Holy Spirit that restraineth. The few pastoral voices that oppose ungodliness and wickedness. Now, I'm not esteeming myself at all. I'm talking about one part of being a pastor. Where's the voice? Where, where are the voices that says not only is that sin, that's perverse. Where are the voices that says not only is uh, sexual immorality a sin, but you, sir, that loves money, the love of money, you're, you're, you're perverse in that way. Those of you that love the world, that's perverse. That's, that's, you can't love the world and love God. Because the world is the enemy of God. And where's the voice? See, when the voice is removed, if, if the world is as horrible and insane as it is today with voices of reason, with voices of truth, with anointed messages, what will happen when that is silenced? Never will there be a time like that, nor will there ever be again. And if the Lord doesn't shorten those days then no one would be saved. Very quickly, I want to talk to you now about the participants of the rapture. I do not believe, and listen, you know, you have to understand when I study the Bible, I'm just like you. I, I, don't, I know that I'm not God's total sum of wisdom and knowledge and, you know, and just punch a button and I know the answer, but I, I search it out. I don't believe that everybody that professes to be a Christian well, do you believe everyone that's a Christian is going? No. The issue of who Christ saves and keeps is up to him. But the, the clarification of the rapture is clear. It's unto them that look for him, Hebrews 9 says. Shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation? Unto those that look for him. Not only looking for him, the parable of the ten virgins, those that were prepared to meet him. Will he appear? First of all, to make it in the rapture, you have to be born again. You have to be of him. Have his substance. Born of his spirit. It says the dead in Christ shall rise first. Not just the dead. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain. Have you ever noticed that phrase as odd? Not just, and then those of us that are alive... So the dead in Christ first, then we which are alive shall be caught. He says, no, alive and remain. See, we have the life of God in us now, but we're still here. They had the life of God, but they've deceased. That's the divine component. We do not merit him coming for us any more than we merited him dying for us. We appropriate these things by faith, the faith that he's given us. So you have to be in Christ not in Christ and something else. Well, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of a Christian and Catholic and a little Baptist. No, you, you need to quit all of that. You need to quit. Anything that adds to or opposes or contradicts the word of God, you better shed it. Starting with this house. If you hear anything that contradicts the word of God and opposes the spirit of God, you need to reject it and find you another house. It says, those of that are in Christ, born again of his spirit, 
under his lordship. The people of the rapture are those whose life is sustained by the Holy Spirit. Here's a a touchy one, but I'm responsible to you to expound the scriptures. The parable of the virgins is not about, uh, you know, ten that are half of them being wicked and uh, like prostitutes and the other half being pure. They're virgins. So at the sound of the trumpet, when it's time for the, the wedding, how many were ready? Half of them. And the other half were not. They did not have oil in their lamps, which signifies, if he's giving us the story of what is coming as light, it signifies that only those whose light and life is sustained by the Holy Spirit. That's who goes. See, you can decide to be moral on the surface. And I'm going to be good. And I'm going to be kind. And I'm going to be a patient. I'll be patient. And sadly, there are people in this room that you have a, a subjective Christianity that is produced by your decisions to change. That is not what this is. It is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, meekness, self-control that flows from a deposited life source and sustained by the Holy Spirit. Not a Christian trying to imitate through morality and kindness and good deeds. What energizes you? Is it willpower? Then that is not this. Is it just desire to be good? That is not this. This person needs him every hour. This person looks to him as not just savior, but source. You're my source, Lord, for my mind, body, soul, and spirit. I draw from you. That's why I'm amazed. I'm amazed with the wonderful things that technology provides. You know, I'm amazed at the people. Not for safety reasons. I'm not talking about that. Well, I, I just get my church on the television. What? I had one amen. Thank you. It was kind of a whimper. Somebody goes, uh-uh. Oh, I'm going to hit it. Yeah, I'm going to hit it. How, how do you get your church on television? Well, you know, I just go and I, I, I just, I'm not saying it's wrong. I watch it on television, but I have to come here. First of all, he said he would meet with us if we gathered here. And say he'd meet with you in your cup of coffee and big slippers. Anyway, I'm sorry. Sorry. He, I'm sure he will, but I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. Now y'all done made me forget what I see when I say anything. If this is his body, then in this world, this is the closest that I can get to Jesus. If he's present in this gathering, you're as close as I can get to Jesus. And for some of you, you've never thought about this, and this is going to change the way you view local churches. And it's the only place where I can touch him. Wash your feet. Buy you a meal. Greet you. Sit down and say, how are you doing? minister to you in the same way God has been so good to me. See, you think I'm just pastor and I'm employed here. This is how I love him back. I can't touch him, but I can touch you. I can give of my substance 
my resources, my encouragement, my prayers, my teaching. I can serve him by serving you. How can someone say they're part of the bride of Christ and don't love the bride of Christ? How? Well, John, it doesn't make much sense, does it? Nope. Those that participate in the rapture are those that walk pure before the Lord. First John 3, if you're taking notes, listen to this. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he will appear, we'll be like him, for we'll see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope, what hope? Of him appearing for us. Every man that has this hope purifieth himself, even as God is pure. He tells you right there. These are signals, signs, and clarifiers of those who are ready for the rapture. Beloved, now we're the sons of God, and I don't know exactly what I'm going to be, but I know when he comes, I'm going to be changed and be like him. For I'll see him as he is. And every man that hath that hope purifieth himself, which means he puts fire to his life. Burn it up. If that show contradicts the, the teachings of Christ or it, it mocks God in any way, uh, I see people who post on their pages, oh, I'll be so glad when I don't feel like I'm supposed to shepherd them folk on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> You, you, you watch, and if, if this is you, you can get mad. I'm not judging your heart. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, God knows I'm not thinking of an individual. I'm not. But over the last several years, you'll see somebody post. They'll go to this horrible, godless, anti-Christian concert on Saturday night and post all the pictures and then say, praise the Lord. What a wonderful message on Sunday. And I'm going, How can you sing, stand up with your phone and sing about immorality, fornication, adultery, and laugh and sing and then come raise your hand and say, how great thou art on Sunday? Because you're deceived. I know what it is. Can I go ahead and tell on all of us? We're all, when especially your forties and fifties and sixties, we relive that high school, you know. And it's it's a familiar spirit, is what it is. If you want to know the truth, it's familiar. It's where you know you got your little picture, you got your little. Uh, back then, there wasn't about two different kinds of beer, and you got your beer, and you got your picture. You're sixteen, seventeen, hey, and now you take them, but you're fat and bald, and you're standing there with this lady got three teeth in her head, and, she, and you're taking the same pictures. And get mad. That's the truth. I watch it all the time. Holding on to those glorious. Oh, yeah, but hallelujah. Hallelujah. The next day. How? How? Well, they've not purified themselves. And when I get down, I have the same things like you. I want to go play the old song and put on the old T-shirt and call up the old friend. And what happens is. If you hit a long enough spell, you'll start going down the old path again. 
And every man that hath this hope purifieth himself. He says, John, wake up. You're 59 years old. You're not 16. It was destructive then. It's destructive now. It was immoral then. It's immoral now. It was uh, godless then. It's godless now. Purify yourself. Purify yourself. Well, I just don't know why the Lord won't take it from me. Your flesh? Oh, you mean kill you? No. Lord, just, he just won't deliver me. I, I've, had, I've talked over the years. Oh, I got time. This, this is good. Let me find my place here. Hold on. You know, I just, Lord, you just got to deliver me from smoking. You just, you just got to. You just got to. You got, or, or, or you could take big boy up here. And by the way, I'm down 24 and a half pounds. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it ain't no angels up there going, good job, John. Good job. I just don't know why the Lord won't deliver this food craving from me. He said, no, no, no. You deny yourself. You deny yourself. You do it. People can't do it for you and I won't do it for you. That's why Christians don't talk about sanctification or consecration. They just come to an altar and try to get somebody to push them over and fix something in a moment that won't cost them pain. You deny yourself. You want a cigarette more than you want air. And you just don't smoke. Well, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. That just means you're still doing it. I'm making, I'm making everybody make. We'll have 11 people. Wade, you can preach next week to all the people that are coming. The participants are those who are exclusively Jesus's. They drink from his cup and his alone. You are not of him if you're saying different roads lead to him. You're not of him. His name and somebody else's name is how we're saved. Or his name and my works. Or his name and this, this conglomerate, your truth. What's your truth? Do you realize how absurd that is? You're, well, I just don't believe in gravity and my friend doesn't either and everyone at our work doesn't believe in it. So, you know, it's my truth. Step off, catfish. <laughs> Step off and let's see how that's working for you. I identified this morning as a 25-year-old wealthy slim person and um, nothing's changed yet so far on that. <laughs> There's no deception in the world like self-deception. It's like bad breath. You're the last one to know. No one will tell you. And if you knew you were deceived, you wouldn't be deceived. Sanctify them through thy truth, God's word says. Thy word is truth. Those that make the rapture are consecrated unto God, separated from the world exclusively his. Their affections are on Jesus. Their treasures are in heaven. They live by faith. They're led by the spirit and they're governed by the word of God. I want to say it again. Here's your standard. They live by faith. They are led by the spirit and governed by the word of God. They live surrendered lives to his lordship and are unashamed of him or his words. Unashamed. This week, I, I like, okay, I'm a, confession's good for soul. I like going to the dollar store. 
I don't do garage sales. Crazy people go to garage sales. But I'll go to the dollar store. Because there are some things in there. I do the mental math in my head. I said, you just saved $78. You saved it. I get my little nose neosinephrine thing in there. Dollar. Not $8.50. Not $12.69 like Publix wants. A dollar. I buy 10 at a time. Put them up in my cabinets. So I'm going to the dollar store to get, you know, some things for the house, my nose spray, you know, some batteries, you know, things like that. And a guy comes behind me, African-American gentleman. Uh, he's probably about 28, 30. And he had like 30 Bibles. And I said, hey, man, what are you doing? He goes, excuse me. I said, what's with all the Bibles and the, the, the children Bibles and the children's songbooks and stuff? Well, long story short, he's one of those guys, him and another friend are entrepreneurs and, you know, whoever wins the Super Bowl or the World Series, they'll travel near the hometowns, park at gas stations and sell their own creative. They don't say it's uh, the official, you know, they just sell their shirts. And I said, so what are you doing with these? He goes, man, this is what I do. I sell these shirts. And he, listen, this was so divine. And I was such a confirmation of what I'm preaching about. He said, I got to tell people. He said, Jesus is at the door. And all these people coming by. And he said, I, I not only just sell them a shirt, but I, everyone that wants one, I'm giving it to him. Here's what he said. Listen, he said, I, I'm, I'm trying to earn me a soul winner's crown. His eyes filled up with tears. He said, I'm working hard because I know that salvation is his gift to me, but not everybody's going to get a soul winner's crown. And when I make a little money, I try to buy these Bibles. And he said, I'm, he said, I'm working on a soul winner's crown. A crown given by Jesus to those who share the gospel and win other people to him. I said, let me get those for you today. He said, oh, you don't have to do that. I said, I I'd like to. Let me just get those. So I got all of them, walked him outside. And he said, let me tell you about my dream. He said, I dreamed the other day that the, the trump of the Lord went off. And uh, he said, I could see people start to leave in the distance. And he said, I saw uh, the bottomless pit open up and Demon powers in my dreams start to come out. Now, a dream is not scripture. Do you understand? But God can give you dreams. In the last days, your old men shall see visions, your young men shall dream dreams. And he said, and I saw all of this opened up. And he said, and I started to cry out, oh God, don't leave me. Don't leave me here. I'm yours. I'm yours. I'm yours. I'm yours. And he said, and then slowly I started to dematerialize. Brooke, if you would come up, please. He said, slowly, I started to dematerialize and I left. And he goes, and then I got up and he said, I kind of play it drawing and I drew this picture and he goes, I want to show it to you. And he showed it to me. And uh, as a matter of fact, it took me about an hour. I told Melissa, I'm, I'm on my way to the office. And about an hour later, I'm still not there. I stood up, a friend of mine I was supposed to meet here. She forgave me. She was gracious. And I, he, he goes, look at this picture. And he showed the fire and the rain. And he said, and see all them little specks of light? He goes, that's us. And I told him I was a pastor and I told him what I was teaching on. I said, I'm going to tell him about you Sunday. And he says, can I ask you something? He said, yeah, yes. I still struggle with immorality. I said, you do? You need a pastor to talk to? He goes, it's not often, but I still occasionally 
He said, it's not often, but I sleep with someone that's not my wife. He said, I'm not married. He goes, because I'm lonely. And he goes, and I know it's wrong. And I don't, I don't want to miss heaven, man. I don't want to miss heaven. I said, how straight you want me to talk to you? He said, straight. I said, you need to man up and deny yourself. Deny yourself. If any man would come after me, let him deny himself. Pick up his cross, which is God's will for your life. Pick up God's will. That's what Jesus did. If there's any other way, I'll take it. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And he picked up the cross of God's will and Jesus went and died on Golgotha for us. And that's what we have to do. So I asked you last week, are you ready? Now I'm asking you today, how ready are you? How ready are you? You're going to feel, at least I'll say I do, when I am really focused in on this getting ready, it's draining. It's counterintuitive. It's counterproductive. I got things I got to get done to be going out working on a soul winner's cry. You see what I'm saying? We got things we want to do. You have to deny your pleasures and priorities at times. Now, we still have to be mamas and daddies. I'm not saying that. But we are either God-focused or world-focused. That, that's the, what's the primary for you? What's your primary pivot? In basketball, they call that leg that can't move a pivot. This can't move. What, what part of you can't, what's the I can't move? I've got to work for the Lord. What he was saying was Revelation twenty two twelve. Jesus said, behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me. To give every man according as his work shall be. Not only are you ready, what reward is waiting on you? Salvation is free. Rewards are earned. So those that have this hope purify themselves and work. They work for the Lord. Get busy. Use your life. If you're older like me, don't retire, retread. Sign back up. Anything you can do for the Lord. Did everyone receive communion on their way in? Did you get, if you've not received it, just hold your hand up. Ushers, will you serve? About 90% of y'all didn't get it. You walked right by. You were talking. You were just happy. Those in the back will start to serve everyone. They're coming. Just hold them up. Not half mass. You know how y'all do. Some of y'all. Praise the Lord, like he might still be in the grave. <laughs> Raise him up. Hey, Josh, go ahead and cue that song for me.
I look around me I see prophecies fulfilled everywhere The signs of the time they're appearing everywhere oh, I can almost see the father As he says, son, go get my children Oh, at the midnight cry. Oh, right.
this blood that was shed so freely for us. He said, this is my blood that is shed for you for the remission of your sins. As often as you do this, remember me. So Lord, we remember you today. We not only remember you, we're waiting on you. Exclusively yours. Longing for the day, Lord. Let's take together. Pastor Wade, would you come and pray? I'm ready. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we do. We look for your day. God, our eyes are up. God, our gaze is ready. Our hearts are steadfast. We're ready for you, Lord. God, thank you that you would quicken our hearts, Lord. God, that you would quicken our minds so that we would not be deceived. God, that we would not be lulled into a slumber by this world. God, that our gaze and our affections would not be tangled here on this earth. God, but that we would be find our affections up to heaven where you are. God, that our treasures would be there. Oh, we look for that day. We long that day. We long for your seeing your return, Lord Jesus. God, our hearts are ready. Our hearts are ready. Would you wash our hands and purify us today, God, that we would be ready and steady and on standby. God, that we would be ready to step out in that preparedness that we're into today. God, let our hearts be looking forward to you. God, this week as we go, God, let us tell everyone we know, God, that you're coming. God, that we would get our families ready. That we would get our, our neighbors ready. That we would get those around us ready. God, fill our hearts with this expectation, with this longing. We pray in the name of Jesus. Be with us as we go. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Remind you, tonight was 6 o'clock. We'll be up in the grill. And 6.30 on Wednesday, we still have our family and our services.